This time, I know not the mind probe. Uh, stand clear to closing doctor. Someone, please stand clear to closing doctor. This, this uh, podcast is now an express. This podcast is now an express. We're going to bypass uh, <laughs> margin undead. We're going to go directly <laughs> uptown. <laughs> Welcome to No, Not the Mind Probe. It's oh. an old timey radio. No, yeah. not the Mind Probe. Newsreel. Yep. Dateline. Dateline. Scaro. The Daleks are in town again. What are they up to? Uh, news is more gossipy, I guess. What are they up to? <laughs> <laughs> the Nazis have invaded Belgium. What are they up to? <laughs> um, it's a podcast. So deal with that, uh, where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who episode ever, a uh, story ever, not episode. The episodes that would be too not hard. episode. That's a lot. That's a lot. That would be hard. Yeah. Uh, my name is John Grant. Check. Uh, I'm a lifelong Doctor Who fan. Check. I've been watching it for 36 wonderful years. Check. And my name is Porter Mason, and John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 24 years, and I finally wonderfully said yes. Each episode, we'll look at two Doctor Who stories. We're going through the new 21st century Doctor Who series in order. And then Doctor Who acts as our... And then John... Wow, finally, fiction and reality and fiction are It's all all blended. John is not Doctor Who. Not yet. Much as he might like. Yeah, right. Right right to your congressman. Yeah. (laughs) See what they can do about it. See what Marjorie Taylor Greene can do about making John. If anyone could get me on a show about space aliens, it's her. <clears throat> True. Uh, John acts as our sommelier of Doctor mm. Who and mm. pairs uh, that new Doctor Who story with a classic story. John, what do we have in store for this episode? Yeah. And like a good sommelier, all these episodes are paired based on mouthfeel. That is, the, <laughs> <laughs> it's all about mouthfeel. I, I put the Target book in my mouth. And then I come up with a matching episode. Mm. Um, right. This episode, though, let's focus on that. Uh, we've got the next in the in the, the Easter special. This is we've rocketed from Christmas to Easter. Mm. Christ is born. Christ is dead and oh, risen. Man. <laughs> so, things have happened in the interim here. It's like folks. Christmas. <laughs> Easter's kind of a two for Tuesday because Christmas, yeah. he's just born. Yeah, but right. in Easter, he dies and is reborn. Right. I mean, that's that's a better I mean, bang for Obviously, your it's the reborning part that's the most important. Like, if he just died, we wouldn't be having quite as many holidays. It'd be actually pretty dark <laughs> to have a holiday. <laughs> like, well, Christ is dead. Let's celebrate, everybody. Who wants chocolate? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christians, we apologize. If you're listening to No Not to Mind Probe for your religious edification, probably not a great Probably idea. not a great um, So, yeah. So, we got Planet of the Dead, right? So, that's happening. Uh, and then, uh, so that's a bus gets caught in a desert, like they do. Uh, and then we uh, we go back to the fifth Doctor, Tegan, and this uh, story and a surprise villain. You'll never guess who it is. Uh, we got that coming up. That's uh, this is the uh, the the season finale. So not only is this just this is just the, the this is it. They were like this is the biggest episode we can come up with. They got themselves a Concord and they are having a time flight. All right, let's recap Ooh. these episodes. We're going to start how we always start. Yeah. With the 21st century Doctor Who. 
Planet of the Dead. Uh, this is a special. This is notably, and I'm going to say it's notable to me because it had a different feel. This is in HD, baby. Oh, yeah. This is in high definition. So um, they picked the most visually exciting setting they could. A bus. A desert and a bus. <laughs> a bus. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. So, and to me, this, you know, I guess the specials in general do, but this really had the feel of like this standalone, almost like a Doctor Who movie. Um, again, we're... We're in the Donnellis tenant era where mm-hmm. he's companionless. He's just just rudderless, just floating around, just hands in his pockets, walking down yeah, a side street, casting a about for for adventure. <clears throat> and uh, but we open smash cut to Ooh. basically that movie well, Entrapment. <laughs> yeah, there's well, wait, a woman. Wait, wait, we haven't done the clip yet. We haven't done the clip. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. We got to do folks, the clip. Oh, I'm sorry, I, guys, I'm so sorry. You're starting off, folks. We have a studio audience for this episode, which is yeah, Mike everybody is asleep. Wave, Mike is wave. asleep. Say right nothing. Make no sound. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's actually in bed, uh, uh, just out of shot. I'll, here, I'll point my microphone at him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, okay. Uh, uh, and, um, um, and I was like, you know, he seemed tired. So I was like, you can come to bed if you want. You have to listen to me to the podcast. And he's very good at it. turns out he's really good at tuning me out talking about <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> what? Well, and that's the thing. If Get he's a good right thing, away. he can't hear my side of the story. Then he, yeah. he'd be riveted. But uh, tinder hooks. <laughs> just you. Okay. I apologize. Right, Let so me go back here. This is story number this. 200. The 200th <laughs> Doctor Who story. Epic. It aired on the 11th of April, my friend Stephen's birthday. Uh, <laughs> notably, my friend from going. He up also birthday. died and rose again. So it's already. <laughs> well, well done, Stephen. Congrats April on 11th, your rising again. April 11th, 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, just obviously the the one episode, the special. And we have a lovely clip, which I'm going to play. Right. Oh, Something's not making sense here. I've got a storm and a wormhole, and I can't help thinking there's a connection. I need a complete full range analysis of that wormhole, the whole thing. Well, I've probably got the wrong idea, but I've wired up an integrator. I thought it could measure the energy signature. No, 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 that'll never work. Extraordinary, though. I'm measuring an oscillation of 15 Malcolms per second. 15 what? 15 Malcolms. It's my own little term. A wavelength parcel of 10 kilohertz operating in four dimensions equals one Malcolm. You named a unit of measurement after yourself. Well, it didn't do Mr. Watt any harm. Furthermore, 100 Malcolms equals a Bernard. Is that your dad? Don't be ridiculous. That's quite a mass. Right. Fine. But um, before I die of old age, which in my case would be quite an achievement, so congratulations on that, is there anyone else I can talk to? No, 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 no. But listen, I sent the scanner to register what it can't detect and inverted the image. You did what? Is that wrong? No, Malcolm, that's brilliant. So you can actually measure the wormhole. Okay. I admit, that is genius. The doctor called me a genius. I know, I heard. Now, run a capacity scan. I need a formal report. Call me back when you've done it. And, Malcolm, you're my new best friend. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Lee, Lee Evans. Evans. Yeah, Lee yeah. Evans. <laughs> Who had it? Who he had like a little boomlet there? I feel like Lee Evans was in a bunch of stuff. Oh, he's in uh, something about Mary, right? He plays the the boyfriend uh, the that were fake. Steve. Isn't he on crutches? Isn't he fake? And wasn't injuries? he and Nathan Lane like headlined a movie together? Yeah, Mouse, Mouse he Hunts. Was big. Mouse yeah, um, he he was definitely big for them. Uh, although physical the comedian. Other, uh, uh, so I I was googling this up because I was like, I think like it looks pretty. Uh, so the the young soldier not the young uh, kid on the bus the young black kid is david kaluuya who's won an oscar this is an, oh yeah oscar well, he's in get before. out he's in a bunch of stuff yeah um, yeah i didn't i did not know this 
He's in the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah, he's everywhere. You don't know that guy? I don't. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, so if you look, he was in Doctor Who, so he already achieved the pinnacle of accomplishment. So, I mean, if he, if he does other stuff, good for him. But, true, you know, true. <laughs> why, why am I? He's already he's done everything. Everything else is downhill from here. So this. um, Yeah, this this really read to me. <coughs> excuse me. This read to me like like a movie it had a mm-hmm. little it was kind of a ship in a bottle episode because they're all on a bus but uh it read to me like an interesting little plot like if they were to make a a doctor who um well like a tv movie i guess it that's what it was <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, uh we smash cut to like i said a scene from entrapment where there's a pretty lady in a skin tight black suit so i'm in i mean i'm i'm in uh, yeah, so i like far. how this is, this is jerry lewis is, is a pretty lady pretty lady pretty lady coming down <laughs> and she's a burglar she's trying to steal something women, once again from a museum what oh yeah evil woman Mm -hmm. trying to steal something from a museum Mm -hmm. and then uh she makes her escape she steals like this she steals essentially the uh, the chalice from uh last crusade (laughs) indiana jones on the last crusade (laughs) continuing last episode's theme of indiana jones and jumps onto a bus to sort of throw the authorities off her trail uh david Tennant, as i mentioned just kind of lost and kicking around London, uh, decides to get on a bus himself. And uh, we find that the bus then, by the way, passes through a wormhole. And that's where <sighs> things really pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The bus flies Typical through a wormhole, buses. ends up in the middle of a desert. And mm-hmm. um, as we mentioned, this is in HD. So a lot of this was CGI, but they had some nice CGI here. Uh, they're when well, they actually filmed in Dubai. So this is the desert. They actually did. Oh, they go really to did Dubai. throw this bus in yeah. the desert. Okay. Yeah. Well, it looked great. And then, and then famously, and again, as I use the word famously, famously. Uh, to me, uh, the, the bus was not supposed to be damaged, but they, when they, they, they had to ship a London city bus to Dubai because there weren't a lot there sure uh and it got damaged in transit it got crushed and that's why it looks so messed up like they oh, were like oh okay. and hey they, that kind of wrote that into they, it yeah they were like oh they, they, they went to rusty it was like oh the bus got damaged in transit and they're like what do we do and he goes well how about it got damaged when it went over there and like okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, look that's a transcript i'm i am reading from a phone call um yeah so anyway there you go so it Here becomes this this episode of uh, of sci-fi here, you have this collection of random folks who are on a city bus now have to work together to try to figure out what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor is, you know, a good person to have in this situation. <laughs> yeah, he seems um, to know more than most. Yeah, but uh, we we mentioned um, a couple different people here, but uh, uh, the Michelle Ryan, this actress, plays uh, Lady Christina something or other, who's mm-hmm. I don't know why she's a lady and also a thief. Um, but she's a she's a thief. She's then we have a gentleman, a, you know, she's the she's the she's the the lady version of a gentleman thief, right? The saint or the you know, the right, rich right. person who steals things. For um, we got oh we also got a bunch of hard driving London cops on the other end of this yeah, uh, who are, are trying to solve things. So there's a little cop show going on on the other <laughs> side of the world. And I feel like if a companion were present, I feel like this would be one of those episodes where the companion might be back on the other side yeah, of the wormhole. Like trying to urge them not to shoot. They'd be like, they'd be like, we should shoot a nuclear missile into the wormhole. And she'd be like, no, <laughs> yes, maybe not. would definitely do that. <laughs> but you we have know, a question. You recognize the brigadier. 
the 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 the, the woman unit leader. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Captain Magumbo. Yeah. From turn left. Uh, uh, from turn left. Uh, yeah, who who was there before? She's fun. We we have uh, on the bus. We also have an old couple who we see. There's uh, we'll see her at the end of the episode. She uh, can see the future. She's somewhat uh, prescient. So like all older, like black all women. magical black women. <laughs> yeah, she's a and, magical black woman. She and then you also mentioned, uh, yeah, a kind of a not a cameo because it wasn't famous, but Daniel Kaluuya, who, um, yeah, the star of uh, Get Out and a, a bunch of a uh, bunch of stuff. He's, he's all, Get Out. Is Get Out the one that was written by the uh, the Key and Peele guy? Is it yes. uh, Jordan Jordan Peele? Okay. Yes. Have okay. you never seen that? Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I'm just, if uh, all this is just to say that it's one of those movies that it's like seriously, if you've never seen it, it's really good. It's, Even if you it, don't like horror movies, it's really. Yeah, I was gonna good. say it's scary, right? It's a scary. Yeah, movie. but it's it's great. And it has um, Josh Lyman from. The it, does. West, you know? it does. Okay. Yep. All right. All you right. should check it out. Uh, God, that was such, uh, again, a, that was such a mom thing to say. Let's get Josh Lyman and that plain woman I'd from, like the, him. from the Tide commercials. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we mm. have a bus stuck in a yep. desert. It's gone through a wormhole, yep. and they're in contact with unit scientists, including, as we just heard, uh, scientist Malcolm Taylor. Yes, and they're trying to figure out how do we get this bus back through the wormhole. That becomes that becomes that's it. That's the whole plot of the episode. Yeah. And yeah. On the other side of things, it's sort of them trying to work together as a group. Him and Lady Christina flirting quite a bit. Lady yeah. Christina is ready to like yeah. become the companion, become his Married. wife, whatever, yeah. the, whatever he would like. And again, it really did seem like it felt like again another episode where they were like, maybe she's a companion. What do you guys think? <laughs> Should that be? But it's sort of a funny thing because like she totally could be. I think we got to add her to the list of could be companion. Um, but you wouldn't introduce a co- like if she had good chemistry with David Tennant. It's like, right. but that wouldn't matter because he's clearly anything. going away. Yeah. So, um, when again, anyway. undercuts, we talked about this with them uh, a couple. Of, it, it also it slightly undercuts sort of the oh, we talked about this with the Kylie Minogue episode too. It's like it's always like oh, I'm so lonely, and then it's like oh, here's another gorgeous woman yeah. who just hits on you <laughs> incessantly, and you're just like no, no, I don't think so, Rose, and I'm lonely. Mm. You're just like over aggressive. She would have been a fun <laughs> companion too, given that like she's a thief. Like that would be that would be yeah. interesting to see how that those and skills. She's resourceful, are and she I, I love the bit where she takes charge, right? Where she's yes. like, all right, you know, we gotta get we gotta get organized here, people. And obviously, the most senior person to be in charge, and he's me. kind of starts to step in. She's like, okay, that'll be me. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's great. That'd be a great dynamic. Yeah. Plus, she's a pretty lady. And I like hey, she's it. a pretty lady. So uh a bunch of stuff happens here in the sand. There's some aliens. Some uh, flies. They look like flies. Don't they eat time too? I feel like everyone's always eating time. No, no, they um mm, uh it's 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 a little more disgusting than that. They're flies. So they eat they were excited to come to this planet, which had million it was like basically the coruscant of of this of this universe uh and they were going to come and they were going to eat the the waste that was the mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know just your standard easter fair yeah and some of them get through <clears throat> so unit gets to shoot them right um, oh right no, okay so i'm talking about the fly things yeah these are yeah i don't know what the little little silvery metal things were trying to do they were just spinning around and eating stuff Ultimately, they figure out how to. It's kind of a back to the future situation. They're like, we got to go 77 miles an hour back through here, and then the clock tower will hit the lightning yeah, strike. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, by the way, that's the way I consider it. Not that the lightning struck the clock tower, but the, the <laughs> clock tower struck the lightning. Yeah. So that's which was different. probably which was around first, lightning or clock yeah. towers? Yeah. So who's who's exactly. in whose way? Mm-hmm. I agree. That's how that's how this old mind thinks. <laughs> that's how electricity works. So, yeah. any other questions on this episode of Mister Wizard? So they all were. They fight, and then they come mm. back together, and then they they get back through the wormhole. And the bus rockets through uh, the other end, and uh, we do have to shoot a couple of the the metal guys. Yeah. Uh, oh, those are the stingrays. They just call them alien stingrays. That's yeah, they, they, that's what they look like. Yeah. And uh, we get back on. The bus can fly, and uh, <laughs> he <laughs> well because he uses how does he make it fly? I guess he they find the it, things in the alien spaceship. Oh, uh, right. They find yeah. the alien spaceship while they're out <clears throat> yeah. in the desert. Anyway, out. the bus can fly now. And uh, he gets Christina to give back the gold. So she's still in lots of other things. But it's like, yeah. can you just this one thing? Can you give well, that he back? He breaks it, right? He he messes with it. He needs perfectly non-conductive material, which is, of course, gold. And he, he warps it. And I think it was supposed to be like a chalice owned by King Arthur or something. It was supposed to be like some very old thing really this closes the loop from that uh the doctor who movie we saw where there was a jewelry burglary at the beginning yeah i think that was probably this chalice yeah. and really it connecting it together yeah. yeah yeah uh you know that movie took place in the year 2158 <laughs> yeah, that was the dalek invasion of earth 2158 yeah, things weren't so simple in the year 2158 so then uh christina again she's a take charge woman she's yeah. like hey She's not like waiting for the doctor to be asked in the church. She's like, hey, this sounds great. Like, I don't know what I'm doing over here. Like, she's she's clearly like she also she seems like a very she's a smart person in the way that it's like the kids who are acting up in class because they're too smart. She's like, I'm just stealing stuff. I'm just like bored. Get, yeah, I'll just come with you. That sounds much more interesting. Yeah, right. I got nothing. And he's like, no, love so stupid. Um, Yeah. So. You know, so unfortunately, again, he has to turn away another beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And um, but a very important moment that does sort of play into yep. the actual plot lady. line is the psychic tells him that your song is ending. Yeah. And that he will knock. He four will times. knock so we, four are, times. we obviously just know from. And I think uh, it is returning. It is, retu- he's it is returning. returning. So we obviously know just from, you know. <laughs> the scheduling of the episodes like yep. David Tennant is leaving soon. Mm-hmm. So we need to kind of get to that. And of course we had this whole big ending of a previous season that they wasted on not being anything having to do with the regeneration. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they have to, through these specials thread a couple things in yeah. because it's important. Yeah. yeah. So we had a little yeah. bit of portending. Yeah. Um, portending. And then that's it. It's a, it's, it's a, like it is, it, it is a show in a bottle. It's relatively straightforward, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's fun. There's a lot of stuff going on. And again, Michelle Ryan was very attractive. So yeah. I enjoyed, enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fun, it is exactly. It's a very fluff episode. I, I, I have less than a page of notes on it because I'm, I love it. It's a great episode. I've always enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, nothing happens. In it. Um, and I always forget 
it is always it is a it is a constant source of delight and surprise to me every time I watch the episode when Lee Evans shows up because I'm like, oh right, he's in it, and he just kind of <laughs> lights up the whole episode because he his character is wonderful, um, and you obviously a big Doctor fan, and like at the when he's introduced, he's like, I've read all the files, and it, uh, I, I almost it, used it yeah. in the clip, but he's like, uh, David Tennant's like, which one did you like the most, the one with the giant robot? And I was like, oh, that's what we did. This uh, but uh, yeah, so he's great, he's fantastic, a uh, great character. Um, uh, Lady Christina, yeah, um, uh, she she gets to fly off in a magic flying bus. Um, uh, you know, classic, just sort of a trope ending, obviously, to most uh, stories. I feel like she and Captain Jack would be a great like pair. They to would, go, like, yeah, right. All the flirting and stuff. And, go around uh, the universe. Uh, she has her. She has a big finish spinoff. Uh, Michelle Ryan has. Uh, they they do some adventures of Lady Christina. Uh, so she's off flying around on that bus. Um, uh, they really wait. They really did. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple a couple series of episodes with her. I haven't listened to them. No. Uh, um she I think she's she's somewhat well known in sort of the UK British uh, uh you know uh world. Um in the, the UK British world. Uh mm-hmm, <laughs> it's a different mm-hmm. different world than the one we're in. Um uh yes, this was filmed in Dubai, uh and it was supposed to be a big deal that they were gonna obviously as you can tell from uh, downtown Dubai, which is it's it's not quite as built up as the uh, as the rest of Dubai. Uh but yes, they did go to Dubai to film it in the desert. Um uh you do the brigadier from Turn Left to just get of course my the pretentious uh um uh black woman as all all older black women are wise and psychic. Um which is good. Uh and um uh i this is it's interesting to watch this now it's been a while since i watched this order this is kind of the anti-midnight right like midnight he was also trapped on a bus like thing and all the people were there and they all were like well we hate you we're gonna kill you and this one they're like we love you we'll do whatever you say like <laughs> it's a very interesting counterweight uh to the to the uh the intense psychological drama of midnight uh this is co-written by gareth roberts who has written a bunch of the other he wrote the unicorn and the wasp and uh uh i think i think the shakespeare code is one of his and, and he's written lighter funnier ones um and it's kind of his thing uh and, and you know this was the um uh, rusty davies of course um, but yeah, this is again in that we were talking about this in the last episode. Uh, this is this is definitely the the palate cleanser uh, before you get to the um, uh, before you start getting to the weightier uh, the last two. Um, but yeah, there's something to say about it. It's just a light, fun episode. Well, and again, for that reason, I I, I liked it I, from getting out from under the similar to uh, the the last episode. Um, the last episode that we watched, the last the Christmas special, it just gets out from under the weight of all the plot. Um, so that feels good. Although, mm-hmm. it, again, it just seems like in any normal circumstances, like there it is. There's your new companion here. We just met her, and uh, in here it's like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which means, does he have to like? So before, uh, it was like. Uh, he's moping around and they're like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, there's this girl named Rose and now she's in another universe and I can't see her anymore. And he's like, oh, that's sad. But, which is, that's how I, that's how I console people. <laughs> oh, that's Aww. sad. <laughs> uh, but now, it's more, you know, oh, this girl named Rose and she's in another universe with an identical double of me except he only has one heart and he's going to die at some point and she liked that more. She really wishes I died sooner again and, yeah, and I can't go back because they're in another universe and so there you go. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't understand. So she's in there with an identical you. Yeah, I dropped her off there with another woman whose memory I wiped, and I left her alone as an idiot. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 yeah. that's my that's my sort of uh, again. 
gunning for the next doctor role. That's how I'd play it. Sort of like, <laughs> sort of like Bill Murray. Bill Murray, or no, sort of like Rick Moranis from Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Just just a lot of <laughs> shoegazing and shuffling around. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. I like it. Uh, well, I'll give the casting agents <laughs> some time <laughs> to really think through that. And while I do, let's move to our classic story. Do it. It is a classic. Punch uh, it. Time flight. Mm. Time flight. Time flight. Story number 122. It's four episodes that aired uh, between the 22nd and 30th of March. Oh, so which is one after the other. They just came out. Um, yeah, this is when they were doing two 45-minute episodes. Yeah. In 1982. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was season 19, story number seven. And we have a lovely little clip for you, right? The power's gone. Look at Khalid. got to be a perfectly simple orthodox explanation bioenergetic powers intellectual garbage you won't find what you're looking for won't i you come and look at this psychotronics was it doctor i call it electronics i don't understand no doctor you never do understand <laughs> You never do. <laughs> it's the Whoa. master. Yay. I don't like the master. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hot off the heels of bombshell ending from Earthshock. Yeah. Adric yeah. buys the farm, as they say. Which they which they delightfully get over in about two minutes. They do it's address like, it. They do. They yeah. Talk like, about hey, it. we're sad about Adric. And it's like, all right, everybody, people, we need to be less sad about Adric. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and then they move on. Yeah. They Great. do arrive. So, so it's the fifth doctor. Now, again, at this point, a companion dying was like, you hardly noticed all these, the, the, the doctor's yeah, lousy with companions yeah. at this point. <laughs> Swimming so we still have them. Nissa and Tegan. Uh, and I have to say, I just love Tegan. So she returns. It's <laughs> like, what a great companion. I just think she's great. Um, so you look, why, you know, we have established that this doctor is in the same universe. It's like, really is Rose the one of all of them that you remember? Like what about <laughs> Tegan? What about Sarah Jane? Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They're sad about Adric for a little bit, but then they get to Heathrow and see a Concord and they're like, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> so right? they, they move on. They're like, Hey, we're in a box that travels in time and space, but Ooh, that can get to New York in three hours. <laughs> now I do love a Concord. They're really mm-hmm. cool looking mm-hmm. and they're really different. I was very sad. What was it like 10 years ago at this point where yes. they stopped flying them? Um, uh, I saw it once on the runway at, at Dallas when I was very young and I was always, I was very excited because like, Ooh, that, that was as close as I like ever got. Spaceship. Yeah. yeah. And so for those who don't know, these were one of the only uh, commercial uh, yeah, supersonics supersonic flights. Yeah. So like you said, it could get from London to New York in like, yeah, two or three hours. Yeah pretty cool but they stopped i guess people they had they were very expensive it wasn't, tickets and yeah it wasn't just, uh it wasn't uh, so it was i believe it was all business class uh and it was very expensive uh and it was two hours between new york and it was London? really short it was very short comparatively um but it was co-owned by the french and as we've seen again current events um, french you know, everything. yeah it's just a mess so they smoking come, on it they Berets. come to Heathrow because one of their concords uh just vanish before landing and i have to say there's an air traffic control scene here and uh that's with the one guy throughout. <laughs> well yeah with the one guy and his his supervisor that air traffic controller 
he's doing he's acting the hell out of that he's yeah. doing a good job i don't mean he's eating scenery i mean he's really doing a very good job yeah and like you know he's this day player coming into this he's doing it he's been made making it happen he he actually reminds me my favorite movie him for october he could be in him for october somewhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I buy him as the guy watching the screen and noting that the thing isn't coming up and which, which i mean again it's wonderful because it is it is supposed to be heathrow Mm-hmm. air traffic control now no. Heathrow is massive <laughs> and it's, it's basically it's him and one desk and yeah. it's just completely dark there's nobody else and he's just yeah. looking at, he's, just like, he's got mm-hmm. a cup of coffee yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway one one flight blinks off uh the radar and what we end up finding out is that this flight has gone through time and the the doctor and nissa and tegan land in Heathrow. Uh, actually they first land on the tarmac yeah and then so <laughs> this is this is always funny to me um, the the moments when it's convenient for the doctor to be really good at being yeah. precise with the TARDIS, yeah, uh, and then w- w- where he's like, "Hey, let's go see a civil war battle," and then they end up in ancient Rome, and it's like <laughs> on another side of the world. But when he's like, "I need to go from the tarmac in Heathrow to right over there," it's like easy. He just yeah, does that, yeah, blinks exactly. over there, short hops. <clears throat> yeah, maybe that's easier. The short hops. They uh, they land so now they're in the terminal the security comes and gets him he he doesn't have his psychic paper yet right but he just basically says um unit call unit ask mm-hmm. about me mm-hmm. and they're like oh yeah let him do whatever he wants <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> and they're interested in the the flight missing and so they decide to like let's fly another plane up there see what happens yeah and they end up this is a big one not just like they end up 140 million years in the past yeah now, notably, they don't decide to show anything indicative of anything. It just except nothing's there. Like they're yeah. just like you know, I don't know. Maybe it's the Permian yep. era. And There's then, no and then somehow uh, one of the many flaws of this story. Is somehow they land a Concord pretty smoothly uh, on uh, on no runway. Like they're just yeah. Like, they just mm. said they they wanted to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the funny thing is, is that they could have picked a much like less active time on Earth. They picked their Cretaceous. There's a bunch of stuff going on. There's Triceratops. There's yeah. there's all sorts of things happening. There's yeah, T Rexes. The real housewives, probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the real housewives of the Cretaceous. That that was an active show. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of stuff there. They don't show any of it. So it's just sort of a. You know, why not just pick a more boring time? Pick the mm-hmm. pre-Cambrian era. Well, There's look, look, going on. the world is divided between before Za and after Za. <laughs> That's true. Well, this <laughs> was way before Za. You Zah. had to go before Za and see what was up because it, the rest of it, everything was so shaped by post-Za life is different. Yeah. So they get there. The crew, by the way, as is always with the doctor, he's not really telling him what's going on. Oh, we should say this is Peter Davison, mm-hmm. the, the the fifth doctor, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, the crew is incredulous about th- they're on this mission, but they're like, yeah, okay, I don't buy any of this. And then when they get there, the captain's like, I think we should now listen to him. <laughs> so he's on board with the doctor. The crew now. is great. I love the crew's great. Guys they're doing a great job. Yeah. And they're we get there, they're walking around, they see the other Concord, but it's been kind of damaged. And they they say, like, we gotta look for the people. They find some of the people and they're in kind of a trance. And um they oh so, sorry, as you say, when they first land, actually they think they're still at Heathrow, and the doctor says, No, no, we're being under kind of mind control, we're getting illusion, concentrate on something else. 
and then they break out of it and see that, you, like you said, they're just in this rocky area, not even on a flat plane. So no. in terms of landing the plane, yeah. um, a flat surface, they it doesn't really make much sense. And all they've damaged, as we see by the end, is a one piece of landing gear. Well, and I also love how uh, <laughs> I love the economy of uh, set design here, where it's it's clearly in a studio, uh, and they they just have one wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Landing gear, and like, ah, there's a, a Concorde up there. Uh, By the way, love- we should mention uh, Tian gets to return to her roots as yeah. as a airline this uh, flight where attendant. He's been trying so. to get her for years, right? Back it. to Heathrow for get her She's flight because she was picked up in Legopolis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She just, and like. I know that sounds dumb, but it is true. That is her character. She just she does a great job with that. She's like, no, I really miss this. This is great. And she just has a couple nice moments. Like, yeah. it's great. Uh, so they find some of the people. They they seem to be under some mind control too. They they think they're back on Earth, but they see them kind of being moved around like slaves, essentially being forced mm-hmm. to do things. Um, except one guy, this professor, who says like, oh yeah, well I I'm a professor and I study mind control. And so I saw through this. I don't know who you guys are. And here's the funny thing about me with, with, with the funny thing to me with this character was he says, you know, I'm in this situation. I, I don't know what's going on, but I know that they are being hypnotized. I'm not. And then they start explaining to him what's actually happening. And he's pretty incredulous, but it's pretty believable that he's incredulous. And they're like, Oh, this guy, why don't yeah. we just believe us? Look, we traveled 140 million years in the past. <laughs> this guy's an alien. That's a time machine. What is so hard about this? <laughs> and they're like really short with him for yeah. reasons that don't really make sense. And um, he's and he's isn't he kind of wonderfully 80s where he's like, I, this is probably communists. Probably like yeah, he Soviets thinks they're in uh, yeah. Siberia. <laughs> yeah. They're at a camp. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That would have been more likely than i think the plane got hijacked they had to make this weird landing in siberia and you know anyway we get in there there's this great uh uh i don't know what that before he reveals himself as master there's this great weird character in there who's who is the hypnotist khalid Yeah. yeah and he's hypnotizing out through here um we find out he's actually the master then we find out what what so why is the master here well he got stranded here he took his tardis here trying to uh well sorry before the master got here there's this race of aliens called the siphonophores who are they seraphins yeah some some like majestic historic race perfect people yeah. who um and they're like why are you here is like someone came and just kicked our asses off our planet right. yeah. and they said we were kind of retreating looking for a place to hold up for a while they came to earth and they've put all their consciousness together into one place which they everyone else seems to be like oh i get it that's so great that you did that to me it's like that's a huge risk now you're all in one place like your your, your civilization could get blinked out pretty easily and they're just a big sort of amorphous blob. blob in a box and yeah. they're just like hanging out there waiting for things to cool off so they can <laughs> start their civilization again the master finds out that this is there somehow takes his target there because he wants to harness the power for you know master stuff he just wants power <laughs> master stuff and master stuff <laughs> all right so all right. our pals yep. nissa tegan and the doctor split up and get together but they, they break through into finding these what are their names again the seraphim yeah um and there's a really interesting moment where they say the seraphins essentially have angels and devils on their shoulder. And yeah, we're like, they sort we of split to... personalities. Yeah, 
yeah, everything is completely good and completely bad, which makes sense in the context of this being a master episode because mm. it's like he's mm-hmm. just weirdly mm. bad for no mm. reason and the doctor's yeah. good. And they're trying to argue the Seraphins. And not, they say that they're trying to argue them, but they're not really talking much to the Seraphins. They're just, the Seraphins are just having a therapy session. They're talking it out, they're talking yeah. through things. And um, they ultimately, gosh, I don't know what they decide, but uh, they're, they're, <laughs> Then in the meantime, they're like the the doctor and the rest of are just trying to like get the TARDIS together so they can take the plane and the people back. The master is trying to steal this powers of some kind to I don't know do what he's trying to fix his TARDIS so we can leave. I don't know why he wants to take the people. Um, and then uh, they are the, the flight crew, as you mentioned, really takes charge. They jump in, they like sabotage the TARDIS, uh, mm-hmm. to, because the master's trying to get the doctor's TARDIS to work. They jump in and steal some stuff around. And, um, you know, ultimately they defeat the master. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> ultimately they win and, and they, they send the master off on, do they send him back there and strand? Yeah, they get back they, to can, Earth. Yeah, Where send him back send there. Him? Yeah, they they can re, he gets because the doctor lands the TARDIS where the master's going to land the TARDIS. And the master can't because the TARDIS is already there. So he gets kind of knocked back. Ping pong like back. Elastic band broken. And like, there's this, they introduce, well, I don't know if it's introduced, but they mentioned this concept of when certain things on the TARDIS are limited. Someone are like, the doctor's TARDIS has his chameleon circuit broken. That's mm-hmm. what I was looks like a toll booth. This whatever's broken Police on the box. TARDIS in this, please. Li- what's that? Police box. Told Police box. Booth. Sorry. Um, the you offended centuries of Britons. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry, Paul. Stay with us. I'm sorry, Paul. Paul I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but th- they mentioned this other part of the TARDIS that if if injured, you're you're limited to local travel. Uh, that time zone yeah. they call it the time a, a limited time zone. <clears throat> time zone inhibitor. I think yeah. he's sending him back there too and saying like, "Yeah, you're stuck here." Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what because there, there's, there's, there's some mention of like a time groove or something that they're you know yeah, that's um, what concord i think flew on yeah it has a lot of um from <laughs> this era from what i've seen in the fifth doctor of they talk a lot of gobbledygook out and very confidently in such mm-hmm. a way that they want you to be like yeah this is all above board don't yeah. worry about this, this we, we got this under control episode. and they're just um, the end of it is basically them just swapping parts of things mm-hmm. yeah uh and it's like okay oh, oh, he's got that part which which i make fun of which we, we we rightly mock but as i think i was talking about this in an earlier episode of of this show which i, I don't listen to but maybe um our show our podcast uh about watching er and how it's just babble. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's it's like it's it's like five to ten minute scenes, which are gripping. I'm just like, ooh, this is very exciting. But I don't know what they're doing. And they're talking like, and and clearly they have technical advisors and people who are like, look, we got to get this right, people. And you know, they're like CBC Chem Seven Prep for Lavage, and I'm like, okay, good. Like, like, am I supposed to be like, oh no, you don't, you want to, you want a Chem Ten, not a Chem Seven, idiot uh so it's like <laughs> we we uh, we mock it in sci-fi uh which seems like a, correct we should probably mock it like but we also don't really we watch it all the time we watch techno babble all the time and we we are just like oh okay that's fun <laughs> it's very strange it's very strange yeah um so you <clears> know and then uh 
And then we do again, this is all ma- mainly to have Tegan have some memories about the airport because she almost thinks about, should I just stay here? Like, yeah. Because the doctor has been telling you, like, you've been trying to get back to the airport. Here you are. You're yeah. back mm-hmm. in your time and you're at the airport. Sweetheart. And she, uh, you know, and she gets she left keeps, there. She keeps. She, she gets left, left there. Well, so she's left there at the end. Uh, and it was the big season ending cliffhanger. It's like, oh, Tegan, I guess Tegan's not in the show anymore. And then she came back immediately in the next episode. Uh, then he picks her, he runs into her again in Amsterdam uh, in a future episode. Uh, the, oh, the, I thought, uh, oh, that's movie. interesting. I, I somehow missed it was, that. It I thought like she jumped back in the TARDIS. No, so she comes running back and they're like, oh, I thought you were going to the doctor. And she's like, so did I. And sad and credits. <laughs> this is how I scripted, by the way. Uh, come back. Yeah, this is getting sad. Then credits. Uh, well, what else is going? Oh, by the way, we we did mention. I think we did that. They they there's an Im- there's a not Adric does not come back, but there's an image of Adric that they use to kind of um, right. try to which, which mess is, with them. What's interesting about that? I, I think it's a really interesting. Again, an artifact of a time uh, no more. Uh, 140 million years ago. No, uh, uh, of television, which is um, they. Adric dying in Earthshock was supposed to be a surprise. Uh, and so what the producer realized is that the TV guide or the Radio Times, which is the equivalent TV guide uh, over there, uh, was going to come out and it was going to also include the listing, the cast list, right? So they would say, here, you know, next episode, Doctor Who, uh, Earthshock, these people, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so he was like, oh, I need to, we need to have Adric show up in the next episode so we can keep him on the cast list so that people don't realize he's, it's his last episode. So keep the surprise, um, which A, just lie. And I don't know like, <laughs> what people are going to be like, oh, the integrity of the TV guide is in question. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Um, but yeah, so that's why he gets appears in the illusion. Um, this is, a, this is a, a Peter Grimwade wrote this story, and he's the guy who actually directed Earthshock. Uh, so he's a, he's mo- more of a director. Actually, he's written a couple stories, but he directed Earthshock. I believe he also writes Modern Undead. Um, it's not a well-regarded story in true lore. Uh, it is... Interesting. So I was watching. I was like, "So this is this is Peter Grimwade is kind of like Stephen Moffat, in the sense that he has a lot of really crazy ideas. There's a lot of really interesting ideas in this, but he does not have the talent to write them in <laughs> quite the same way. Like, I have no idea what's going on in this story. It's a lot uh, to keep up with. It doesn't all hang together. It is a lot of techno babble. Um, Peter Davison hated this story. Hated making it. Didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> was very upset by it. Uh, I think he even said this was when he decided to leave the show. <laughs> He's like, "Well, I'm out of oh, here." Gosh. Um, uh, I do. I uh, I do like the. Um, uh, well, so uh, they also got Concord. So they bought a Concord which was obviously big budget buster for the show. Like, no, uh, but they, they got permission from British airways to film on Concord at Heathrow to film around and in Concord a little bit. Um, so, you know, as, as you were saying, we're excited about seeing, this is probably the only time, well, this is definitely the only time I'd ever see inside of a Concord, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, the crew, you know, serving the people, whatever. Um, uh, so yes, yeah, so they, they did use actual Concords, uh, uh, and flew them back 140 million years. Um, which is, you know, obviously a big, big blow to the, to the, uh, airline. that's probably why they went out of business. They were like, well, we could have been making money, but we were filming Dr. Who, um, uh, so yeah, so they had they had permission to film with Concord and around Concord and so like that, which is cool. Um, but still, you feel like somebody should have said, 
when when the script is coming in and they're like, so this is Doctor Who, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is nineteen eighties Doctor Who. We're gonna we're gonna land a Concord in prehistoric and take off a Concord in prehistoric Earth. That's our that's on the that's on the call sheet here. <laughs> like and if you at the end, they actually have Concord taking off, and it's clearly a split screen where the bottom of the screen is like a little rocky thing, and the top of yeah, the screen yeah. is just the Concord normally taking off. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's it's fun. very there's also there's also shaky. a bird that flies. Yeah, there's a bird. Uh, 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 Which again, also, it's true. There would have been some birds of, yeah, around at this time, probably but as like, big as Concord though. Uh, well, <laughs> the, uh, this has the master behaving inexplicably because the master's in disguise why he he doesn't know the doctor is coming there are scenes of him alone as khalid talking as khalid in dis- it's like why are you in disguise like why the only reason <laughs> you're in disguise is because we all as the viewers would know you were and this be this is part of uh the master always had this disguise thing or this became definitely a thing for him and it was always going to be like this you know the first or second episode reveal like oh no it's the master and they even used to uh, they used to use anagrams of the so the actor is Anthony Ainley. Uh, they used anagrams of his name. So the so the episode one Khalid is credited as like Leon Nye Tanay or something oh like that, goodness. which is like an anagram of uh, to hide to hide the huge reveal. But why why is he in costume? We'll never know. Um, uh, the Professor Hater is played by Nigel Stock, uh, who is the most most famous for he played. Uh, the prisoner. Uh, have you ever seen the prisoner of the series? Prisoner, Not a lot. I, yeah. He uh, yeah. is one. Well, there were a lot of body swap episodes, but there's one where he actually swaps bodies uh, and he plays. So it was Patrick McGowan was actually off filming Ice Station Zebra. Like, fun mm. little trivia. Uh, so for, for people who tune into this podcast for prisoner <laughs> trivia, finally, <laughs> like, you've been through 46 episodes wow, and here yeah. it is. But yes, he uh, he was off filming Ice Station Zebra, and so they had to film a whole episode with another actor, and so they had a body swap on the Nigel Stock as the as the actor playing that. Um, uh, you did not mention, and I'm surprised, the amazing costume uh, job of the plasmatons. They're just gray bubble foam blobs. <laughs> now, yeah, we didn't even talk about them. Yes, and the, wonderful. I, we didn't talk about them because that was never made sense to me, and who was controlling them? But but basically, there was this idea of the the plasmatons, which pull protein out of the air and form and then can be in whatever form you want but the the thing that is as you mentioned consistent is that sometimes they are in the form of bubbles and sometimes they just leave behind the form of bubbles but i was like i wasn't clear but it's was like is someone who's controlling them the masters i control- think the it, of it, that made sense power them somehow and the master has control of them so and they can form any shape they're like the wonder twins only foam rubber uh and they can form any shape uh theoretically but they're mainly just bubbles bubbles. um which you would think they could pick something else uh i also love the xerophon they have to split xerophon and uh again we were talking about this before we started recording i'm currently watching community on uh, a dvd and it's the human being mascot they're in gray body suits (laughs) (laughs) it is the community human being uh, uh, mascot which is absolutely wonderful um yeah this is this is a disaster <laughs> so it's a season finale and you could see that they'd be like excited like hey we got concord everybody and then it was just kind of like oh well you well got it. <laughs> I, my, on the good side for this i'd say again like tegan in here she's doing a good job this is fine I mean, i'm not a huge nessa fan she's she her her whole character is this flat affect and it just get like gets yeah. a little boring um but I, I think Peter Davison, 
like him doing a good job here and i love the crew we've already talked about them but yeah they're really fun like the they? Crew. they are very game they're just like well all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, i thought they're enjoyable parts so i get what you're saying about there's kind of an unintelligible nature of the of the plot itself but um and then there's some fun stuff i don't know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Come theme with me. Come theme. Let's theme away. You can find some things like some other things, and you can talk about them today in the theme section. The theme section. Right? Yeah, that's that's Frank. Is that Frank or Torme? That was, uh, well, Come I'm fly sure Mel Torme recorded it, but Frank. Uh, yeah, there you a go. whole album called Come yeah. Fly With Me. Yeah, it also sort of a almost a love boaty thing which in the early 80s it made sense of time flight right love boat listen to sure love the love boat love the love boat uh, well we we talk about themes here uh yeah. what were some themes that you thought these two episodes or either of them uh shared well look folks let's dig into public transit what is no what's <laughs> uh, interesting here is um uh is uh and i, I was trying to think as so i was preparing for this podcast uh which i do uh, hours on the toilet hours. Uh, <laughs> you spent hours on the toilet um i was like i was trying to think about it but it's like uh, so the so uh, planet of the dead was filmed in dubai and they clearly went through a huge amount of effort to, to bring a bus to dubai and to film in the desert and, and such and um a time flight was concord we got concord and did this stuff so here's my question does anybody care <laughs> <laughs> like no. is this it's done as like and it, it, it is it's interesting right I, I think a producer or whatever or or the production would be like ooh, we should put out a press release like ooh, a special episode of doctor who filmed in dubai or we got concord everybody um do people care is it is it just a publicity stunt that it's going to generate press releases is but, that was it something right. more common in the past and now nobody gives a damn because it's like oh, i you think can do the, the like the the producer is excited yeah um no but in what way did they get concord though i mean like they didn't they only had a wheel <laughs> so oh, no no they, they they did there are some scenes or uh, well they uh, they're on the runway clearly with concord there are some scenes where yeah. they're getting on and off it and i you know the chart and i there definitely are some scenes with it um, and like the doctor, I think they have the flight crew sitting in the in the cockpit a couple of times. That's not, I think that's filmed. I do like the, I like the idea that they're sitting around looking for story ideas, and someone's like, "Well, uh, I I could get you pictured next to a Concorde, so go from there." Like <laughs> now, what would happen? <laughs> yeah, work with that. <laughs> the bus is interesting because, like, I really assumed like that was CGI, right. which is more of a modern thing. I, mean, I guess this still would have been about. 10 15 years ago 10 12 years ago so you wouldn't cgi everything it probably would have been today there's no reason to do that um but it seems like an awful like like flying a bus to dubai yeah really does feel like a show that has gotten popular and like kind of like we gotta spend this money so (laughs) let's do something i don't know I mean, the tax dollar what else did the tax dollars do yeah yeah i mean the the you're right it doesn't matter no one's impressed by that i think like you like or don't like the story and the characters and the way it's going but no one's like oh wow look at this bus because well especially nowadays because again because of cgi right we have an insane expectation of what should or shouldn't be able to do i have no expectation for something an effect that i'm like 
oh yeah I, all things seem possible to me so like when they're shown in a movie i'm never like wow i can't believe they did that <laughs> right and usually you have to you have to be told in the like deleted scenes or in the director's commentary saying like this is actually the first time that's ever been done that was really hard and like oh was it okay i don't know yeah okay, <laughs> it was on for good. one second on the screen, right like, yeah and i mean it is it is a it is it's clearly obviously producers and whatever so we're sort of obsessed as i mentioned earlier you know watching the community stuff and like um uh dan Harmon, who's clearly insane but also wonderful he may be a prober because uh mm. community mm, does do with doctor who riff so clearly people on community like doctor who sure. um so dan Harmon, uh love you uh call us mm-hmm. um uh what was i talking about oh yeah uh, uh he was talking about how um like you know yeah he he like run down to the studio to be like this was supposed to look more like a kitchen and instead it looks like a lab for the chicken episodes and like that and like it's like a 30 second bit and he's like but we all have right. to change it and make it all right i mean so may, i mean maybe it comes with the insanity maybe of running a tv show which i imagine is crazy um but then yeah i, I think it is also a little bit of like we we Maybe we don't understand publicity because neither of us are famous. And also this podcast is incredibly poorly promoted. Um, <laughs> so, so maybe they're like, you need a reason to put out a press release. And it can't be like Doctor Who produced as normal today. It's got to be like you know, Doctor <laughs> Who. We went to Dubai today. For right, some right, right, right. <laughs> um, and uh, oh, we got at the Concord today. And I'm sure they... Uh, it'd be interesting uh, to go back and research it, uh, but who has the time? We should hire a researcher. Uh, did did Concord mention Doctor Who? Or well, there is uh, there's a wonderful story. Um, I think it's from Time Flight, uh, where uh, they were um, bringing props to the airport, uh, and they uh, they had a list of props, and there was like a, a you know some sort of printout or something that said here you know here are all the things that were printing, you know the status of them all, and they're like in transit, in transit, in transit, mm-hmm. and somebody had written uh, one TARDIS making its own way, <laughs> 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 which is wonderful, but yeah, it is it is. Uh, yeah, I guess, and I don't know, as you say, with CGI and stuff, I guess there just isn't event television like that. Like, it's like, it's not even, ooh, we, we computer-generated Mars. Everybody's going to make good. I still think, you know what's still a thing that is related to this, but is a little different, is the live episode. That's still a thing, yeah. that if they do that, it's a big deal, and you try to, because there is a bunch of challenges to, to doing it, yeah. and uh, that aren't all effects-related, but they're definitely... T- uh, production challenges to it that's still a thing which is um, odd because if you were if you if you went back in time 50 years uh if you were like we're gonna do a live episode they'd be like yeah 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 i assume so have these not all does. been live <laughs> <laughs> pretty much everybody does uh yeah just, and and yeah it's it's getting actors right like ooh, we got we got judy dench yeah i'm gonna read a line and you're like ooh, right, right, right. Well, she's she's not she's busy she's probably busy because <laughs> <laughs> that's what i worry about you worry about Judy Dench being busy. <laughs> She's too busy. She's too busy for this. She needs to take time. She needs to rest. Well, look, I played the little sound for a ranking. Yeah, so we're out I'm just going to do it again. Okay. There we go. Now yeah, we're yeah. definitely in the yeah, ranking section. And, you know, just for good measure. Okay. We're yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good now. Right. Sorry, Judy. <laughs> just Judy, <laughs> cut, for, cut for time. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, Judy. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, guys, there's 295 Doctor Who stories. We have ranked 88 of them. We're going to get up to an even 90 when we rank these. So what? I will. That's insane. We are. We are. 
well, I was going to try to do some math there and say how close we were to the end, but we're not. Well, it's we're, roughly I, a third. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 a third. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Um, a hundred divided by three hundred. It's it's. Who? You know. Who? Uh, so look, uh, let me yep. rank first. I, Planet yep. of the Dead. Uh, again, I I like these specials. And one thing actually that uh, our super super fan Paul had mentioned to me before <laughs> is that because I asked him uh, how he liked uh, this part of the season, the end of the tenant. Mm-hmm. He said, "Oh no, I was mentioning to him that I got really bogged down by the end of the series tenant episodes of just like wow, I just I'm kind of ready to move on to the new Doctor." Yeah, yeah. The and for me the specials are kind of nice to me of like, Oh, these are tenant stories that I miss. Like these different things. Paul said he was really into it through the series. And then by the time we got to the, the specials and this more has to do with them actually when they actually came out over time, Mm -hmm. because it's, it sounded like for him not to put words in Paul's mouth, but to say like, then it was like, he knew tenant was leaving and then just kept getting these specials. And I was like, I'm kind of just done with this. Can we now just move on to the next guy? Yeah. So I can feel that, but I I felt the opposite and watching this all together. I like having these extra few tenant episodes that remind me more of the tenant. I liked, and I, and I have to say, um, this is going to be this way going forward. Uh, this was in HD and that made not a small difference for me in a way that I didn't think it would, where I was like, yeah, it felt more like a modern show. Hmm. And, not like a show that is modern, but is stuck in that period where before things looked hmm. nice, and now it's like now it looks nice too. And hmm. um, right. I, I mean, think I, it, I mean, it I, did make a difference. So I anyway, check I, this out. I, my, I got just got new or my glasses updated, and maybe that's no, gonna make good. it better because I, 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 I well, when I, I I had a few moments where I lose my glasses or break them, and then uh, back when we had cable, uh, I'd be sitting watching TV, just enjoying something, and Mike would go. This is in standard definition. I can't watch this. And I'm like, is it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I couldn't tell. It was all just one big blur. If he's like, what happened on the show? He's like, well, that blob over there <laughs> yeah, talked right. to this larger blob. But no, yeah, as, yeah, obviously, I am being slightly spoiled on because obviously now I'm watching all these 1970s Doctor Who on Blu ray as they were meant to be seen. That's right. Uh, the original very 7K very as they were filmed. Where, where all the metal consoles, you can see the wood grain, which is what, you, <laughs> <laughs> what you're going for. <laughs> well, listen, I rank plenty. Planet of the Dead number 26. Yeah. I actually Ooh. ranked it right below the next doctor. I put it right <laughs> next to them because okay. I, I felt like I liked them very yeah. similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Time Flight, I, I didn't put it at the very bottom. I put it at the bottom yeah. near the bottom. Yeah. I put yeah. it just above the Curse of Peladon and just below Doctor Who and the Solarians. Okay. Um mm-hmm. above some Silver Nemesis, number 65 out of okay. 90. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, because again, I, I I understand what you're saying about it, but there's it wasn't like this is hard to watch. It was like, yeah, it's fine. I really don't like the master. I've still have yeah. not seen a master episode that I like, and this did not change yeah. that. But yeah. there was lots of other stuff going on outside of the master that it was like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, I, the master is complicated and it gets, it gets more complicated. I feel like uh, the show really starts to make a muddle. Well, has always made a muddle of the character and is, it just gets worse. <laughs> I feel like um, <laughs> uh, there's some really, it, there's some interesting episodes coming up with the master that are, are interesting, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, it, it's, it uh, all falls apart. Anyway, we'll get to that. If we, if we, we should start a podcast and talk about 
yeah. that. Um, yeah. Um, um, so I laughed at your first ranking because I agree in the sense that I put Planet Data right next to the next Doctor Two, uh, <laughs> slightly ahead of it, because uh, it's in that same category of sort of fluffy, fun David Tennant. Uh, it, it slightly elevates above the next Doctor because I love Malcolm. It's, it's which is it is a great disappointment to me that, that character has never returned because it's such a great and it, you you it would oh, be yeah, a character that would pop up again. I feel like, but has not come back. Uh, so yeah, I've got the uh, Planet at number forty three, so just above the next Doctor. Again, solid, solid, good Doctor Who. Just some some good hearty Doctor Who, like mashed potatoes and yeah. gravy Doctor Who. Chicken um, pot pie. Yeah. Time flight is just painful. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I uh, there's a great uh, uh, years and years ago, there's a Doctor Who magazine, uh, uh, which is there's a review session section of the magazine, of course, which is hilarious because they keep reviewing basically the same things over and over again, uh, especially when there were new Doctor Who's coming out. But they reviewed Time Flight as when it came out on video or VHS or DVD or something. And they gave it up. They trashed it. They gave it a pretty bad review, which is, you know, again, sort of saying, yeah, it's pretty weak. Uh, and I believe that uh, in the great uh, the Doctor Who magazines for 50 years of Doctor Who rankings, it was like the fourth from the bottom. Like, it's very mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, someone wrote in angrily in, uh, in, the, in the letters, the very active letters page, saying, you know, hey, how could you do this? Don't you like our favorite show? Why would you trash this? And he's like... You know, imagine watching it as like an eight-year-old child and, oh, the flight crew is funny and, oh, the master is scary and blah, blah, blah. And I just remember, I was like, yeah, I mean, sort of damning yourself with faint praise. Like, if I were an eight-year-old <laughs> child, I would like this. So I don't know why you're being so tough on it. Uh, so, yeah, I've got it down by Fear Her. Um, it, it just it just below Megalos because, you know what? It doesn't have a giant talking cactus in it. And frankly, that's that's a strike against you. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a, it is a classic Saturday afternoon one, but I, and I, I'm impressed. I, I'm going to say right now, folks, I'm going to go on the record here right now. Um, court report. Could we get the reporter? Could you, you should write this down going on the record here. Sure. I'm very impressed at how well you summarized that plot because I, that's better than I ever understood. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that's that bad. By the way, I'm going to add lady Christina to the companions who should have been, I'm going to add her number two behind Ray. I'm going to put her number two. I think she really would have brought some fun stuff. And again, she's very pretty lady. Uh, uh, coming in ahead of uh, H.G. Wells, mm. uh, Mrs. Moore, cute old lady. Yeah. She, not cute. <laughs> She's a badass old lady, actually. <laughs> uh, Rosita, who was kind of a companion from the yeah. Doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rubish from the time where Organon, uh, mm-hmm. Professor Rumford from Stones of Blood, and the possibly gay boy. Bring it up the, bring it up the, the possibly, gay, possibly boy. gay boy <laughs> from Idiot's Lantern. Oh, uh, I also wanted to mention that. Uh, mm. As we go along, I like to check in on uh, this is not on the website of mindprobe.show. You can see all our rankings. Yeah. But I also, our little supercomputer here, also uh, averages up the rankings by doctor. Oh, yeah, right. I always like to look at this. So um, Tenant is currently ahead. And uh, I don't know if this is unusual to you, but, um, but the next next in place is uh, John Pertwee, actually the third doctor. Mm. Um, and then I think that's just because like, uh, you know, uh, Tom Baker has, there are some stinkers in there. There's a lot of episodes and yeah. there's some stinkers yeah. and also it just depends on what we've watched. Right. But, right. um, but then, uh, then next is uh, the fourth doctor and the ninth doctor are actually kind of tied. So not Ooh. for you, I think you have no actually that's that's not far off anyway it's just it's interesting how this stuff actually does like work out somewhat similarly to like we all have the sixth doctor 
pretty low. Yeah, and uh, the seventh doctor kind of after that, like that's mm. pretty clear. Like it's mm. pretty clear. I mentioned this because I, to me, like what in watching this, I've come to like Peter Davison more and more, but I just feel like he's not in good episodes, but he's I like good. him. Yeah. Like he's no, it's, when know. I did my, when I did the, um, uh, the Amsterdam who watch, uh, who watching group that I talked about, which sport Paul's from, uh, I do remember like we watched, I, I was pairing episodes or, or matching up by themes or whatever. And, um, we watched several Peter Davison episodes. I remember being like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I think we watched Case of Edrizani finally because I was like, I gotta show, he's not a bad doctor. Like, he, no. he's coming off terribly. <laughs> he's got a few good stories in there. Uh, I like that this episode, I like the way that he checks in on the cricket scores and stuff whenever he's yeah. back on Earth. I like that. Like, I thought there's a little funny moment. Well, this episode, I didn't talk about this. This episode is wonderfully, this is a weird, it's a, almost a jarring normality to the early parts of Time yeah. Flight where they're just wandering around they're the just airport. Heathrow, yeah. It's just like, oh, that's weird. Like, that doesn't seem right. They should be on a spaceship. Put them on a spaceship. Put them on a spaceship. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my network note. Uh, I like this, <laughs> I like this airport story. What if they were on a spaceship? More spaceships? <laughs> All right. Well, look, you can see all our yeah. rankings on mindprobe.show. You can see so you can there. order the rankings by doctor to see, kind of get a little mm-hmm. piece of that. We mm-hmm. we have not released to the public our complete rankings by doctor because, again, yeah. they're incomplete. But yeah, um, right. we haven't actually we, watched all the stories yet. We well, will. I, I will say that what we can definitively say when we get to end of the tenant era is how we are comparing all the tenant episodes to all the Eccleston episodes. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's interesting. You have them pretty close hmm. um whereas hmm. i have uh interestingly because i don't actually necessarily feel this way but i have david tennant well ahead of christopher eccleson the way i have this rank. um but uh, yeah you, we, we should have we should actually have you have christopher eccleson ranked slightly ahead of david tennant again he did a longer amount of episodes and there's some stinkers yeah. in there so there's some yeah. but there's some classic i mean should we should we have like a is this it should be like the bachelor at the end of the season where we have like we talk about the whole rest of the season like yeah. we have like a reunion episode where <laughs> it's just us really but <laughs> <laughs> and chris Eccleston, please yeah. come on the show I would yeah. love he's, to talk he, to you. he just announced chris Eccleston, uh, okay. a lot of who knew is out he just announced uh, a few weeks ago that he's doing more uh dramas for a big finish so the ninth nice. doctor continuing on and um on uh, on audio and we just had a huge announcement huge hmm. massive announcement hmm. that uh, uh, uh an early william hartnell this is the first first doctor story to be animated so galaxy oh. four is being animated uh okay. so uh, stay tuned uh to your little uh your little your little news reels for the if you get your news <laughs> okay. from news reels that's yes, where you find it. Uh, dateline galaxy four <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you can go to myprobe.show yeah, to get that. all the latest Who News. No, that's not true. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, but well, uh, I am you, starting to. I, I'm trying to keep up with the uh, with the blurbs now. So the I'm, I'm slowly filling in the back ones, but the last several we have all the summaries and little writings and little witty witticisms up. Check those out. John puts a lot of time into those. And I link. I put links. Uh, you can also see you. see our watch order. Yeah, links <laughs> off to like relevant <laughs> stuff <laughs> and just fun stuff for the for each yeah. episode. Um, you can also see our watch order if you want to watch along with us or watch from the beginning or or just uh, just try to live live a day in our shoes, which yeah, right. Honest, MVP, you should do MVP, every once in a while. Important. It's a very important skill. Um so uh you can do that, John, and mm. then each each episode we watch a new episode of Doctor. Oh, we'd like you to subscribe to the podcast. I should please do subscribe that. to yeah. the podcast if right. you haven't already. If you're new and this is your first episode, 
check out some older episodes and please subscribe. It's the best way. And please give us a rating on iTunes. A five star rating would be recovery, by the way. It was, it was interesting to watch you drift off there and then to be like each episode we watch a new episode, which is yeah, I suppose that's what the podcast is about. And I'm gonna come back to no, I was about this. to, say, I was about <laughs> to ask you what are we what are we watching next episode? But then I realized I had to oh, remind people to subscribe. We're actually not we're we're not watching another one. Oh, oh gosh. Okay, okay, well, sit quietly. <laughs> please do subscribe though, because you never know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put our heads down and or we're gonna read quietly for the rest of class. Yeah, right. Just just sit, you'll hear a page turn. Uh <laughs> no, folks, folks, we're going to Mars. It's time to go to Mars. Yay. Uh it is a Martian themed episode, uh, which which is actually good because you know what? This is gonna come out close to Halloween. Uh, right, uh, which would make close to one of uh, my all-time favorite radio plays in that it's probably the only other radio play besides Doctor Who dramas I've ever heard, but uh, Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. Uh, so perhaps this next, that podcast will involve like a fake Martian invasion. Who knows? Ooh. If you're... It wouldn't work as well because it won't be live. And so if you're like, if you are fooled by a fake podcast Martian invasion, <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing so hot. But yes, uh, it is. Uh, we're heading into the next or uh, the, the penultimate uh, David Tennant adventure, The Waters of Mars, uh, which is a, a broadcast around. Uh, I don't know. They don't do Thanksgiving, but in that general region of uh, television. Uh, and we're going to and, and this is this is a bit exciting, actually. Um I say that as if the rest of it's not. So this this might be interesting for people because <laughs> the rest of it hasn't been. Uh, this is our reporter is going to complete the set. This is the, we're going to watch the third Doctor Liz Shaw, uh, the Ambassadors of Death. It's a seven parter. It's a long one, but that will mean Porter has seen all of the Liz Shaw episodes. Porter will be a Liz Shaw aficionado. Yeah, you will be. You will have completed Liz. Well, I'm glad you love her because you weren't going to see her again. <laughs> no. no. Uh, yes, yeah, so the ambassadors of death, and so we're going to we're going to be we're going to be doing a little little tooling around Mars for that one. So well, I'm going to start to to play us out, and yeah. you know, John, the thing I realize is in my mind we started this in October. We it's not true. We've already passed our first year of podcasting. Wow. Our first episode came out September 12th. I really Did thought it? it was October. Oh, so happy year of podcast! Happy year of podcasting. Um, you know, you know when you do a thing. It comes out of when you're trapped in your home and you can't leave, uh, <laughs> and you just do a thing. That's 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 just creativity, right? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of this is like the Black Plague, and I'm sure a lot of good stuff came out of that too, creatively. After different uh, podcasts, the Enlightenment, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we're kind of like that. We're, we're yeah. basically the Enlightenment. I like that. We are the Enlightenment because who thought of reacting to Doctor Who before us? Nobody. I don't think nobody. Anybody. Or doing podcasts. No one ever talked about it. Yeah, not even writing it. Um, but yeah, one year. Kind of the Sylvan Ebert of Dark Yes. Yeah. Yes. In fact, we Stop should open Waldorf. Yeah. The balcony is open. You want to spend a good afternoon? Go down a get down a Siskel and Ebert review show rabbit hole and just be like, ooh, what did you think of that movie? And then yeah, it's great. I, do they have all them all on YouTube or something? All of them are on YouTube. Yes. Wow, like, yeah, I haven't watched this another, That's another, like, afternoon syndication thing on the weekend that would be on. And, I think uh, it PBS. I actually for a while they were on PBS, too. I guess. Can we take it on PBS? Yeah. Okay.
Yeah, but they were kind of stat with Paul Rudd, right? Some cranky old men who movies. Yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs> well, they were probably like 20 years old at the time. They yeah. seemed like yeah. old men. Yeah, they seemed like old men now. Just like this. Mm-hmm. Mind probe. Da show.